All right, New River Valley, welcome back. This is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. Yeah, and now I can hear. Well, we figured it out. It was my dollar <laughs> uh, headsets. Yeah, well. Now I can hear. Did they work at all, ever? Yeah, I remember so, them working, okay. but those are now in the trash. Yeah. Well, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. All right, so our first segment, we didn't do a couple of things. One thing that we wanted to talk about, and you kind of made the connection there, which was the uh, Anheuser-Busch, yeah. uh, Dolphus-Busch rail car going off the rails. And we had talked about we were going to talk about some advertising. And we were also going to talk about, I went to the Final Four in Texas. I didn't, yeah. I didn't go alone. There was a lot of people there. And I said, I'm going to answer how much beer was consumed at that. So we're going to do both. So our beer ball over beer, we'll answer that. And the other part we talked about was how much advertising and kind of where it all goes. So let's do this. Let's do ball over beer first, and then let's just talk about potentially what kind of damage may have been done. You ready? Ball over ready. beer. All right, so... With the uh, final four, I had said to you, how much beers, you know, in the game? And you're like, I have no idea. And I'm like, well, they don't either. And the reason they don't know is because it just become a thing to be able to drink beer. But then the final four got shut down because of COVID. And so the previous year, those numbers were not reported. And the reason they weren't reported was because that was being considered part of the contract in order for the host city. Now, it's no surprise the host city was floor, uh, excuse me, Houston and Dallas, Houston for the men and Dallas for the women. And so there was no real real big name teams, meaning there weren't a Duke, there weren't a Carolina, but Yukon was there. Yeah. So anyway, answer the question, how much beer? The answer is a lot. <laughs> a, a really lot. So cool. particularly because the beers were um, all bush products that were available in there and they were all um it was a a, a 1050 for a domestic bud light and then everything after that was 11 so they only had a 50 cent difference which is great because you're like oh well i can premium Mm -hmm. up but it was a 50 cent difference on there now that was for 20 ounce was everything an anheuser-busch product yes And it was 20, it was a, uh, no, it wasn't, excuse me, because there was Heineken. You could get Heineken there, too. Constellation. Yeah, but it was a 50 cent difference for a 20 ounce. So you were paying 10.50 for a 20 ounce Bud Light. Yeah. And and an aluminum can. Okay. Okay? So, or, you know, with the the, the neck on it. So 20 ounce. What is the average cost of a six pack of craft beer? Oh, probably 12 bucks. Yeah, about the same price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about the same price. So when we talk about the money that was made by a Budweiser <laughs> on that, at selling at that price, it's twofold. First of all, the, 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 the stadium was selling the beer. Mm-hmm. So the stadium gets a large portion mm-hmm. of that cut. Um, and potentially the the majority of the cut. And, and for those that uh, maybe didn't watch the final, oh, the final four or any of the tournament at all, to explain where they were playing. They were playing inside of the Houston Texans football stadium. Yeah. So they played three games in there, and it was 
it was announced as a sellout of seventy six thousand for each game. However, there was there was probably ninety percent full for the last game, mm-hmm. but the other first two games they were probably eighty to eighty five percent full. So that's a lot of beer consumed in, uh, watching the games, and everybody was drinking. You know, nachos, I think I told you I brought home a thing, your trophy <laughs> That's right. for, for winning. And that nachos was like $26 for a thing of nachos, but it came with a souvenir bowl, which I brought back on the plane. <laughs> I, I I can't even imagine what you look like going through uh, the, the security. Yeah, they kept asking, like, can we see what's in the, in the bowl? And I lifted it up. And the guy's like, oof, didn't even wash it. I said, no, this is this is for a trophy for somebody. I'm not washing this out. This is his, his thing. And that cheese will last forever, by I the way. I think it will, yeah. Yeah, it'll outlast all of us. We'll be using it as adhesive, uh, blue tack or yellow tack at some point. So when we talk about now... The second part is Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light, was the chief sponsor of the NCAA tournament. So there was Bud Light labeling everywhere. It was on, uh, obviously, the bars. It was on the screens. It was on the court. It was it was in the hotels. It was on the trains. It was everywhere. So Bud Light was really the big sponsor. And I'm not a huge Bud Light drinker, but I will tell you this. I felt compelled to drink Bud Light while I was there because I understand the kind of money that they had to spend to, to get that. So I drank my share of Bud Lights, even when we weren't at the game. So whether that was at the hotel or whether that was at a swimming pool or if we went out, um, I still drank um, Bud Lights, not exclusively, but I will tell you that I did. And and I wasn't alone, by the way. There was a significant number of people drinking Bud Lights everywhere that I went. It was very easy to see. Well, uh, leading into uh, this week, Bud Light was the number one consumed beer in the United States. Correct. So this is going to take us to our what we talked about a little bit in the opening, which is they have spent decades creating a premier brand status on a yeah. light beer um, and it, and beer. It, it wasn't even cl- like the, the difference between number one and number two wasn't even close. Yeah, it's twenty. It's twenty fold between Bud Light and Coors Light and Miller Light. It's twenty fold. Yeah. So I'm looking at an article here right now uh, that was on FoxBusiness.com, and it and it's talking about um, just a, a kind of a weekend of this last weekend in a in a brewery, and the guy is quoted as saying, "Bud Light, norm- not a beer, a brewery, but a a, uh, a, 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 a brew, pub house, right." Mm-hmm. This is Bud Light. Bud Light normally outsells rival products Miller Lite and Coors Light twenty five to one. Right at the brew house, and this is in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that was not the case this last week. No. So and there's a secondary one in there that says that Bud Light is the sponsor of a dart tournament, that's exactly and right. there's a hundred people that play the dart tournament, and they usually consume it. I think it says three and a half kegs or two and a half kegs. 425 um, beers. Yeah, they usually uh, 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 consume four kegs, which mm-hmm. is a total of 495 12-ounce pours. Yeah, and the last week they sold how many? Four. Four. Not four kegs. But four. Four pours. Yeah. Four so beers, 12 ounces. That's 90, it's over 99% market removal. Yeah. Now, those people, those 100 people still showed up. So that means that 490 other 
beers were were drank by other companies. Yeah. So even if this is not a life altering decision for everyone else, what it did do is it introduced. Let's say you only drank Bud Light. Yeah. That was it. And now introduced you to other beers. <laughs> that's right. And that's yeah. the thing that Bud Light is actually trying to stop. Yep. Because um, as as people have tried other beers, Anheuser-Busch has been forced to purchase other breweries and brands in order to stifle the uh, growth and and then supply chains to, su- to, to stifle growth, yeah. growth in order to protect Bud and Bud Light. Yeah, and it's always fascinated me uh, for as long as I can remember – uh, Bud and Bud Light drinkers are some of the most loyal yeah. drinkers I've ever oh met. Oh, my gosh. I, you'll, you'll go to some parties and like, if you don't have Bud, I'm not having it. Yeah. I've never, and I've never understood it. Uh, to me, when I, when I kind of get into that light beer category, it all sort of tastes the same to me. Yeah. But I have but, certain parameters, but with, with, with very few exceptions. Yeah. So uh, two things that are interesting on this well there's more than that but uh um the alternative beers mm. that people are going to like the coors lights right or, or even Michelob, miller uh bush what yeah. you know so so people don't understand they're still owned by the same company yeah, they're all owned by the same company right now if you go to coors it is different obviously right um but coors isn't um Without. Maybe they haven't done a tribute can right. or bottle, but they are. Um, their politics are very similar. Yeah, they're renowned. They've been renowned for the last fifteen years within the beer community. That that's a lot of what they espouse has been put out there. Now they don't. They don't. To your point, they're not blatantly putting it on a can. However, it doesn't mean that they're not. Um, behind the scenes, taking money from one hand and then using it for other nefarious reasons yeah. that that the, the drinker would consider nefarious. That they were like, I don't, would I don't be wanna... inconsistent with their politics. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It was a sleight of hand. Yeah, and and we've seen this uh, more and more. You and I talked about this in the last segment. How. Uh, you you used to be able to get away from it. You know, you you could go you could go to Disney World and not right. think about politics. Correct. Today you can't. Correct. Uh, half of this country uh, struggles to go and spend money at Disney World now because the, they know the politics are different than than what they believe. Correct. And 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 ultimately, I think probably where this all sort of when when. The boycotting sort of started, uh, probably began in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So I can remember, <laughs> I can remember when I was a kid. Uh, um, do you remember the movie On Golden Pond? Yeah. Uh, when that came out, my dad would not go uh, because Hanoi Jane was mm. in that movie and he was a Vietnam vet. Uh, and so. That was my first introduction to sort of boycotting on the sure. basis of politics. And I can remember, um, oh, what's their name? The three country singers? Oh, Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the Bush years, right. I think. They came out, and, of course, they, they were boycotted uh, by a lot of 
mm-hmm. a lot of people. Well, first, the, the reality is they boycott it first. Yeah, they said, I'm not going to do this, 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 right. and this. And, and, and that, uh, at that point in time, the Dixie Chicks, that would be another example of not knowing your market. Correct. Uh, we're not caring. Right. right. And in this case, I think, I think Budweiser does care. Yeah, I, this, is, this is an absolute, uh, currently anyway, a, a week into it, a, a a unfettered disaster. Blunder. Yeah, th- this is something that if uh, – and, and by the way, I, I went into Food Lion and I went into Food City this week, and both times that I was in there – I went to the beer aisle, and both times the Bud, White, uh, Bud Light section was full. There wasn't like one. There wasn't one. I mean, it was all the way to the back. So the single serve bombers, yeah. the the bottles, the cans, the cases, uh, suitcases. They're all full. Every one of them was full. Yeah, and it's 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 pronounced because you can see how full it is. It, well, beca- well, because everything else isn't exactly. So there's not only our uh, the same number of people are drinking beer. Correct. They've just shifted to the next brand yeah. next door to it. Right. So, and so, so it's exacerbated. Yes, yeah. exactly right. It's like if you had twelve beers on tap <laughs> and you expect equal eight percent from each, and now all of a sudden that eight percent goes to all the others, right? I mean, yeah. you, you would say, well, it's one and a half or whatever. But in this case, it's not going to the other 11. It's going to the other light beers. Yeah. So you're getting this. You'll, you just see it. It's, it's like, well, the Miller Light and the Coors Light, it's, it's really easy to see that that's where the money is going. It's very easy to see it. Yeah, very pronounced. And what I thought was, you know, going along with this blunder concept, so – if you haven't seen it, there's uh, the vice president of marketing for Anheuser-Busch. How long has, do you think it's going to take before they have a little sticker that either shows her picture or <laughs> the other party's picture that says, I did that, oh, and they start putting it yeah, on, on the beer <laughs> on the beer aisles as to why it's still on there? Yeah. So her name is Alyssa um, Heinershade, mm-hmm. and her response was um, – Number one, she was defending herself, saying, "Listen, this is a brand that's been in steady decline for years, mm-hmm. and, and and the hillbillies aren't, aren't drinking enough of it." Well, she says we needed to br- introduce the brand to new drinkers, mm-hmm. young drinkers, uh, so that that later in life, in the beer's life, we still have people drinking. But the weird thing that she said is she wanted to change the fratty correct image. And the last time I checked, frats are all young drinkers. Right. Right? So I don't understand. I don't even think she understands what right. she's doing. Yeah. It's, uh, this is talking yourself in circles. And the end, it, you, you've, you've come up with a defense. But at the end, when you say, so why did you do it again? Why did you – why are you upsetting? In the, and then they say – because we're trying to get rid of the frat boys or girls drinking yeah. it to go and, and broaden our audience to young drinkers, you say, okay, so why did you do it again? <laughs> and they'll keep saying the same thing over and over and over, and you're hoping that they'll go, 
Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I got it. But they're not. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem. That's a huge problem, I should say. Yeah. Not the problem. A huge problem. When you can't even realize th- that that's either w- willful ignorance or tone deaf. It's tone deaf. And, and, and it goes back, you know, we've seen this time after time after time when you have a politician, a president, or, or even a, a CEO. So they're, they're ultra wealthy. Mm-hmm. They live in a, in a world that is completely different from the, right. from the world that they represent. Correct. Right? So you might have a president that hasn't been to the grocery store in 30 years. Yeah. And he's trying to make decisions for you and I who are clipping coupons every week Correct. to go to Kroger. Correct. And, uh, and and I think that's the same. You know, you've got – this is a young lady mm-hmm. who um, uh, she just doesn't have a lot of life experience. Yeah. And Making, uh, making decisions with the it. largest brand yeah. in, in the world. Which, uh, um, there again, you have to question the leadership – at at but at Anheuser Busch for placing that much trust. So let me. So so here's the thing. Person. Do you think Embev sells Anheuser Busch? Oh, qu- it's uh, gets rid of the brand. Correct. Ooh, so wow. here's here's something that I'll tell you. If it was already in decline, and now it's going to be <laughs> thinking a vicious. Yeah, I get you. Do, does someone make an offer? And make it an American mm. name again, because I think that might be that's actually a really the good. only savior for the yeah. brand, at least in the short term. Now, if they if they don't panic, they think they'll probably ride it out. But by not panicking, what's happened is two names by the end of this month will have passed Bud Light as the number one selling mm-hmm. beer, and that will be Modeo and Corona. And both of those are foreign-owned companies too. Yeah. So you're 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 now starting to get no U.S. made, owned whatever beer companies on there. I think it's ripe that someone should be sharpening a pen and saying, "I'm going to make this offer." Because the reality is, the Budweiser franchise, while large, isn't worth. You know, a hundred billion dollars. It's 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 something that could is that is tangible mm-hmm. by maybe like a Berkshire Hathaway or other. I mean, it is it is. Yeah, I it's mean, accessible. Why, why wouldn't you sell? I mean, I, certainly, it, uh, had they sold it a week ago, they'd have been better Correct. off. But why wouldn't you sell it uh, essentially at its high? Because mm-hmm. it's not going to get any better. And and the the. Irony of all of this is Budweiser has done, or Anheuser Busch has done such a good job of marketing its product Correct. over the years that now th- that th- with these, you've got parody uh, sayings that are denigrating the brand. Right. So, like instead of the king of beers, it's the queen of beers. Yeah. So it, it, people are are able to sort of use its advertising against it now. Correct. So, so, and it sticks. Yeah. 
it's going to be really a hard dig out for mm. because they, they, what, what, what can they do to fix it? Mm-hmm. I mean, they can't back up on that now. Yeah, when they say this bud's for you and you're not really interested in bud, you know, as as the person, you're just like, well, that's actually I'm not into bud. Yeah, you know, I'm into and something besides bud. And to your point, people are trying new beers now. Yeah, and they yeah. might find one they like. Yeah. That's exactly right. So that's it. We won't beat them to death. Um, they're doing a good job on their own, unfortunately. And it's a shame. It's an iconic name. But I'm throwing it out there that uh, don't be surprised that this name comes up yeah. for... I think that's actually a really good point. Yeah, that it could potentially come up on the market and become American again. All right. With that being said, everybody stick with us. We've got a guest on our last segment. You're listening to... AM Hoshpodge.